Welcome back, everybody, to the Bleak Solo Podcast, episode 22. God, I wish that were me. This is your host, Bleak, Bleak Solo, Oscar, many names, many names. But I just want to, you know, get right to it. Uh, It's a Saturday night. I'm home alone right now, so I just felt like I should go ahead and record an episode. Uh, It's November 3rd, 2018. And I don't know if you can believe it, but it's already November. Next month is December. The year is already over. I like I can't even fathom that right now. I can't even wrap my head around that, that the year is already over. And for a year that felt like I did so little, it almost feels like I did so much. And it's just crazy, you know, like I was unemployed for what seems like a good while. And now I'm finally working. I'm getting in that routine. Uh you know, getting that set schedule, you know, going in Monday through Friday, eight hours, you know, and it's a little weird at first when you've never had like a proper full-time job in an office. And I've never really had that before in the past. I've worked at a cafe. I've worked in retail. I worked at the movie theaters. And yes, my most recent job, I was a cook for a catering company in the Bay Area. So, you know, it was always, you know, you're busy, you're moving, you're serving, you're prepping. You're setting up the kitchen, you're taking down the kitchen, you're walking around. But now, you know, I just show up, go to my desk, log into my computer, you know, work on my reports for eight hours, you know, take my breaks, my lunch. And it's just such a, just getting into the routine. It's been taking a while, but, you know, I'm getting used to it. You know, it's what I got to do, at least for now. Sometimes you got to take a step back, you know, from your dreams and from your goals and, you need, need to, you know, make money because money makes the world go round. You know, cash rules everything around me. So I'm doing that right now, you know, and it's a, it's not so bad, you know. Like like I said in my last episode, you know, I know that I'm blessed. And it's a blessing to have a job and knowing how hard it took and how long it took to get a job, you know, I know I'm blessed. So, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, You know, I'm just getting used to it. Uh, it's funny because I was placed on a team. Well, most of the whole, it's a call center sort of type of job. And like the majority of the employees are women. It's just, I've been, I grew up with women. You know, I only have three sisters. I don't have no brother. Most of my cousins are girls. Most of my, I have mostly aunts more than uncles. So I've been surrounded about, I've been surrounded by women my whole life. So now, you know, I'm going into this workplace where I'm surrounded by women. You know, it's not bad. You know, I'm used to it. It's cool. You know, like I've always, it's kind of just. An extension of what I've always been used to. And I've met some cool people so far, you know, like some of my coworkers are really cool people and they seem genuine, you know, you know, they're trying to break me out of my shell because, you know, if you get to meet me, if you ever, if you're ever so lucky or unlucky to meet me, you will know that I'm, I could be very shy, could be really reserved. Uh, I'm just one of those people that observes, you know, the people more than I like. And I mean, I do like the attention, which is why I'm doing this podcast. I do like talking. It just takes me a while, you know, to feel comfortable and build that trust. But it's been a good experience. So Halloween just passed on Wednesday. We're back. We're past all that spooky season shit. Now we're on to Thanksgiving. And then pretty much, I mean, you know, once November comes, it's holiday shopping, holiday songs, all that. So just got to get in that festive mood. 
Sometimes during this time, I do get that seasonal depression. It happens. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I'm doing good. I got y'all. I got a job. I got money. I got debt, but, you know, that job is going to help me take down that debt. So it's all good. Most of all, I got my family and I got my friends, so that's all I need. Yeah, so uh, for this episode, I just wanted to give a reviews for a couple of the movies I've seen in the last couple of weeks. Been It's been pretty good. Pretty good watches at the movies for the last couple of weeks. Really happy about it, you know. I'm always happy when there's really strong movies at the theater. Just this Friday alone, so many movies came out, and I still haven't been able to see all of them. I still need to go see Beautiful Boy, Boy Erased, uh, Suspiria, and so I'm going to go and watch those when I get a chance. But I did watch First Man. I also watched Mid-90s. I watched the new Halloween 2018, and I also today, just earlier, saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and I want to talk about those movies first. So for First Man, it's directed by Damien Chazelle who directed Whiplash, one of the best movies I've seen in a while. And he also directed my favorite movie of all time, La La Land, which came out already about two years ago. I still can't believe it's been two years since La La Land came out. But yeah, so he's back once again with Ryan Gosling. He's in the, he's starring. He's uh, This is pretty much a biopic about Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. You know, first man... Uh, it looked interesting from the beginning, you know, I love space, anything space related. I know the moon landing is really controversial and back in the 60s and, you know, 70s, 80s, it was a big deal. And, you know, with time, with technology, people started to take away from that a moment. But I'm a conspiracy theorist, too. And, I know, you know, some, but some of these we'll never know. You know, I do believe that we could get to the moon if we actually did it or not. That's always going to be debated by people. But this movie... It wasn't really about the actual moon landing itself. It was more about the man that did the first moon landing. It was just such a strong film for me. And I did see other people that I that I listened to and I, I watched their reviews and, you know, people that I talked to. And some of them absolutely loved this movie. Some of them thought it was just okay. And a lot of them thought it was, you know, a little, it was missing something. And a lot of them said that they said they they didn't feel the emotion and that Ryan Gosling's portrayal of Neil Armstrong was really reserved and kind of cold. But I don't know, like to me, I really felt I really felt his emotion. And yeah, it was a little bit more muted, kind of like what Ryan Gosling did last year with Blade Runner 2049. But like I really felt it, you know, like no spoilers. So I'm not going to say what happens in the beginning of the movie. But it, I think that sets the tone for who Neil Armstrong was as a man and what kind of fueled him to go on to all those Gemini missions and, you know, ultimately going on Apollo 11 and going to the moon. So I really love the movie. Like once again, and then the score once again was created by Justin Horowitz, who did the score for La La Land, which is one of my favorite soundtracks. And the music here is just so powerful. And there's this one scene towards the end that the song the plays in the scene, how it plays out, I legit got tears in my eyes. My throat got, you know, started to hurt and I got emotional and I just really connected with that movie at that point so much that I've already seen it twice. It's definitely one of my favorite movies of the year and I just need to watch it again. And I watched it in IMAX and the moon landing sequences were filmed in IMAX cameras with IMAX cameras and it was just it was crazy, you know, you felt like you were you were there with them and 
some of the shots inside of the cockpit of the space shuttle, I felt claustrophobic. And it's just the way it was shot. It was really good. It's just overall a great movie. And it hasn't made as much money as I expected. For me, I, I don't really get that because I just, for me, thinking that it's a movie about space and it's more of a biopic than anything, more than an action film or a space movie, like I felt like it was doing okay. But I guess the studio and people had a higher expectation. But if you haven't seen First Man for whatever reason, you know, maybe you felt it wasn't for you or you weren't interested in space or you don't believe the moon landing was real. I get it. But if you just want to see a movie about family and about a man overcoming grief and learning how to love his family, I suggest you go watch First Man because you won't be disappointed. And if you are, just hit me up, you know, and be like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I liked it. I loved it. It's one of my favorites. So take my word as you want to take it. Uh, next up, I saw mid-90s uh, Jonah Hill's directorial debut. And I saw this at the Arclight in Hollywood. And I watched it at the Cinerama Dome. And that's always one of my favorite places to watch movies. It's just the whole feel of that theater. It's just, and the people that go there, I always feel like, People that really love movies go there, and it's crazy to see, like, this sold-out big-ass theater, and everyone's there to watch the same movie. They're all excited, and, you know, mid-90s is about a kid in the mid-90s, obviously, <laughs> and he's, you know, he's trying to find his way. He's trying to find friends. He takes up skating because at that time, that was, like, the thing to do, and trust me, I was born in 1990. I grew up in the 90s. I wanted to be a skater, too. I dressed like a skater. I had the shoes. I even had a board, uh, never really did much with that board, so I never full-on became a skater, which is one of the things I wish I would have done. So this movie, for me, automatically it felt relatable. I saw this movie with my friend Peter. It was actually his idea to go to the Arclight, which was a good idea because Jonah Hill ended up doing a Q&A after, so that was cool. My second time being in the same place with Jonah Hill. If you've seen my Facebook or my Instagram, I met Jonah Hill. In 2009 at In-N-Out in Ballin Park. So that was cool. But yeah, the movie is just, you know, it's just, I wouldn't even say it's a coming of age. kind of is, but it's just more of a, it's more like, you know, like a close story just about this boy and his, and his brother who beats him up and his mom that's trying to find her, her way and how to parent her brother and him. And the group of friends that he makes are, you know, these skaters, like two of them are older. One of them is like around this age. The other one's like a little bit in the middle. And the way, you know, they get bonded over skating and, you know, just the bond that back in the days you could make with people because we didn't have technology, you know. Nowadays we just have technology just, you know, taking over everything. And back in the days we had meaningful conversations with people. Because we weren't distracted by social media. We weren't distracted by phones. We weren't distracted by 24-7 TVs all around us. And it was just cool to see that again, you know. Obviously, it's going to be nostalgic. It's going to bring up that, you know, emotions in me. And I liked it. It was a strong directorial debut. Um, I feel like Jonah Hill is on to bigger, better things every year. And I wish him the best. I can't, I can't wait to see what he does next. And, you know, this movie was just a good, warm-hearted movie that showed you know how tough it can be and how awkward it could be growing up and if you want to see it go ahead it's it's open more in more theaters now so you don't have to go all the way to hollywood like i did 
you can just go to your local theater and most likely they'll have it. And then now I want to talk about Halloween. And yes, Halloween just passed on Wednesday, but Halloween 2018, you know, it's Michael Myers. He's back. It's been 40, 40 years since the first movie. Uh, the other movies don't count in this movie. You know, those movies don't count. Halloween H2O and Halloween Resurrection, 1 through 5, all those don't count. It's only, this is like the direct sequel to the first one. And Jamie Lee Curtis is back as Larry Strode. And, you know, Michael's back. And we have her family now. And she has a daughter and a granddaughter. And she's been dealing with this for pretty much all her life. And it cost her her family. It cost her love and friends and everything, you know. And it's just, uh, I like that aspect of the story, you know, like the way we saw that. It was a real person that got traumatized by Michael Myers. And overall, like for me, the first Halloween, like and the first Halloween and John Carpenter, you know, the theme music, everything from the first one, it it pretty much when I was little, like my biggest fear was Michael Myers. It's just because I saw that movie when I was really young. So that movie really stuck with me for for years. And I mean, even to this day. Even last time I went to Halloween Horror Nights and they had a Michael Myers maze, I was like, nope, I am not going to go in there. And I did not go in there. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was excited to watch this movie because I wanted to see how how it would affect me now, now that I'm older. And overall, this movie itself, like, I didn't find it as scary. Uh, the story, it had a good story and it had a good way of, you know, bringing it into modern days and how it would be in modern times. But just overall, the movie wasn't that scary for me. Like, it was it was really cool seeing Michael Myers, you know, back and, you know, older and, you know, kind of still doing what he does and what he did in the first movie. But overall, this movie just felt kind of flat for me. Like, the daughter, I didn't really like her character. The granddaughter, she's like a new actress. She was, but she was also, she was actually better than the daughter. Like, the granddaughter was better. Like, I felt like she did a better job. I wish they would have focused more on her. Except for her friends. Her friends were kind of stupid. But overall, like, the movie was just... It was okay, you know? You might like it more than I did. I think I just expected something to be just as scary as the original. And since it didn't really live up to that standard of the original, like, it felt a little bit disappointing. But overall, it's just... It was a it was an entertaining time, you know? I, had, I ended up seeing it twice because my friend Danny wanted to watch it again. So I went with him and his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, I know Halloween is over now, so maybe you don't want to watch it anymore. Or you want to wait till it comes out on, you know, on Netflix or Blu-ray, 4K. But, I mean, it's still in theaters. If you haven't seen it and you wanted to see it, go ahead. It's still there. Um, you might like it more than I did. And finally, I want to talk about Bohemian Rhapsody, which was directed by Brian, uh, Brian Singer, who is best known for all the X-Men movies. Not all of them, but... Some of the better ones. And, you know, he, if you know anything about behind the scenes of the film, he got fired and another director took over at the end to finish it off. But I still feel like that, sh that shouldn't affect the, how you're going into watching the movie. And I'll just start off, you know, uh, growing up, I always, you know, everyone growing up knew a song or songs from Queen whether it was We Will Rock You or We Are the Champions or, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm sure you heard all those songs when you were younger. But I even heard of Freddie Mercury. I didn't know much about him. I didn't know much about Queen, you know. I just knew those songs and that it was this band from the 80s or 70s that sang them. But 
you know, so I couldn't say I was the biggest Queen fan. But it's still something about the trailers made me want to go watch this film. And I'm glad that I did because this movie was just great. I love this movie. It made me emotional a couple times. It made me laugh a couple times. And, you know, the music, the music that they did, that music that they created is so strong that even nowadays, like, it feels, it feels like a brand new song nowadays. Like, it feels like you never heard it. Like, so seeing them, you know, create those songs and what went. And it doesn't go full in depth, you know, because it's not a bi- it's not a documentary. It's it's kind of a biopic, but it's also about everyone. So every member of the band kind of gets a little bit fleshed out. But obviously, it's still the main focus is Freddie Mercury. And I didn't know much about him, but um, he, and I'm not sure how accurate the movie is. I know sometimes they take a little bit more liberty with Hollywood movies, but I kind of you know see what he was about and what he kind of wanted to do and how he kind of got lost in that. Sometimes you get surrounded by people that don't want the best for you. So that happens to all of us. We're human. And I just, it was a nice, nice film to show how, you know, it came all full circle. And I love the ending. It was just really strong. Like, I know it was crazy because I had heard of so many good things. And then once the ratings came out, the critics, most of the critics didn't like it. But then last night, you know, people started watching it. So all the people really liked it. And, the audience review was higher than the critics and then cinema score they got rated at a so i was like oh well most people are enjoying it and then other people that i heard watched it most of them enjoyed it and really loved it so i wanted to watch it so i got to watch it this morning and i'm so glad i did and i know even if you're not a big fan of queen like i was this movie might make you become more of a fan because now like the whole day i have all the songs stuck in my head and i just want to keep listening to them so it might even make you more of a Queen fan than you ever were. And that just goes to show the true testament and the power of music. When you make music with good intentions, it could last a lifetime or it could last forever. You know, like Freddie Mercury has been dead for so many years now, but he feels alive still because his music is still out there and it's still inspiring people. And I just love, you know, because to me, I always love these movies because I know sometimes they're all pretty much the same story, you know, like they started from the bottom, they worked their way up, they got famous, they fell, they found their redemption or they didn't, you know, kind of like the star is born. But like, I've always have a soft spot for these films because I love making music. I love creating. I'm always going to be a creative person first and foremost and seeing how hard it is sometimes to be that creative person and to be different and I've always felt different and I felt like an outcast so many years of my life so seeing movies like this where it's this person that you know most people didn't like or they thought he was weird or you know maybe because he was bisexual or he was homosexual it didn't matter you know because even though he he was considered an outcast he made people feel like they belonged to something through his music you know and that's always powerful so For me, Bohemian Rhapsody is a great, great, great movie. It might end up on my top, you know, 20, 25, whatever I do this year. It was just really good. And I'm not, I'm going to go on Apple Music. I'm going to download the soundtrack, (laughs) listen to the music all tonight, you know. So, yeah. So, those are the movies I've seen recently. And I don't want to just keep rambling, rambling, rambling on, you know. So, I hope you enjoy your Saturday night. I'm not sure if I'm going out or not, you know, lately I've been on my stay at home game and I don't mind at all, you know, just get some food, 
catch up on my shows, Netflix, or Red Dead Redemption 2. But we'll see. Uh, tonight, uh, eight the clocks go back one hour, so we're gaining one hour of sleep. Uh, daylight saving times is over, so I'm kind of happy about that, you know. It's fall. It gets darker earlier, and it's not bad. Especially once you start working, you kind of appreciate that more. Because I'm not trying to be out here all crazy all night. <laughs> Anyways, uh, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing it. And if you haven't listened yet, it's never too late. If you haven't subscribed yet, it's never too late. And I just want you all to know that I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. It's a time. It's a, it's a tough world out there. But together, we can get through anything. And I think that's the important thing to remember, that you are never alone. You won't ever, ever be alone. So if you ever feel alone, just remember that you are not alone. You will never be alone. There will always be someone there who loves you, whether they're there physically or not. See you later.